Today's episode of Beyond the Scrum is brought to you by Remarkably Remote, a new daily microcast from the experts at GoToMeeting all about making work from home work for you. With indispensable intel on how to stay sane, motivated, and productive at home, we are here to help you in this brave new remote working world. Find us on smart speakers or subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. You can also listen at gotomeeting.com slash tips. That's gotomeeting.com slash tips. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Beyond the Scrum, the baseball podcast here at The Athletic. I am Andy McCullough, senior writer at The Athletic, here with Mark Carrig, also a senior writer at The Athletic. Mark, how's it going, man? I'm doing great, Andy. How are you? I'm good, man. You sound great. You sound like you're doing good. Man, I am looking forward to talking about some shit that's never going to happen. Let's get to it, man. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Well, it's not the Philadelphia Eagles winning the Super Bowl because they did that. Super Bowl champs, defending Super Bowl champs forever. Hey, we got a guest this week. It's Trent Rosencrantz. He is a writer here at The Athletic. He's one of our very also good a friends. senior writer. By the All way. right. We, yeah. Are you older than Karig? How old are you? You're like 43? Uh, uh, 44. 44. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's the over. That's yeah. <laughs> You're like five years older than Dylan. That's all you need to know. Oh, God. <laughs> well, chronologically. Physically, not so much. Yeah, I was going to say, cut the trunk. Maybe the rings are greater, but, like, check out the bloodstream test. A little different. A little different. A little thinner. No ri- Fewer ribeyes on the old tread. Wow. Oh, look wow. at that. That's my favorite. Jeez. Fat wow. guy gets skinny, starts talking a bunch yeah. of shit. Boy, that's great. Guy drops 150 pounds and thinks he's better than all of us. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Trent. That's like those ex-smokers really cool. who are freaking Mr. Fitbit all the time. Okay. It's nice, friend. Don't have to worry about that with Mark. Still sneaking oh, them God. heaters. That's not true. Am I the, f- uh, am I the fattest <laughs> on this podcast? No, no I, I, I probably still weigh more podcast. than you. Well, All right. okay. I'm like, I'm like I was on the scale generous. the other day. I was like 235, so I don't know. That's weird because my leg is at. What? <laughs> All right, so speaking of things that will never happen besides me losing weight, Major League Baseball has been kicking around a bunch of different contingencies uh, for how to kind of get this baseball season off the ground, right? And one of them that they came up with, uh, which has, you know, been vetted by uh, folks in the, you know, the federal agencies and all that sort of stuff, as our Ken Rosendahl reported, is a plan that would basically encapsulate, uh, you know, all 30 teams inside the metropolitan area of Phoenix and use the, uh, you know, dozen to 15 baseball stadiums there to house this season. That would be the way they start it. Um it's been reported that this could happen as soon as May. Um, it's probably more likely that I start opening day for the Dodgers than this starts in May. But, um, you know, what? hey, you got to start somewhere. Uh, so I'm just curious, like, what, uh, for off the top of your heads, how do both of you guys feel about the feasibility about this? And then maybe we can get into, we all three of us, I guess, have talked to some players this week about what they think about it. But just... Off the, you know, Mark, like, what what was your sort of initial reaction when you've been reading about this and reporting on it over the past few weeks? Well, my initial reaction, Andy, is that this shit's never going to happen. And it's ridiculous <laughs> that we've even given it this much airtime 
But that's really a product of there being nothing else to talk about. Um, I look at it and I think to myself, who in the hell would leak something this stupid? And also, <laughs> why? I get that you want to plan and that's great, but there's only one reason to play ball this year, and it's to lift the morale of the country. And coming up with a cockamamie plan before it's even fully hatched and then turning around and leaking it as fast as you freaking can and then, and then sitting there and wondering why people are pissed about how dumb this all is, I'm not even sure why that's how that's productive in any way. <laughs> I mean, because, like, boys, listen, if you start a baseball season and the only justifiable reason to do so is to lift morale, and then, God forbid, one of these guys gets sick, and now you've got to stop the baseball season. Tell me, what have you done to the country's morale? Hey, Andy, uh, you said that Mark was going to have the ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I... Um... I can't disagree with anything. I, I will said, say this. But... Yeah, I mean, I feel like when I am reporting this story, I feel like I'm going crazy. Um, I feel like I am. What story don't you feel hearing... like that with? I mean, most. I mean, most. I'm just okay. bored by. Uh, but there you go. But but I I just feel like I'm. I wonder like if what I am missing. I guess. Uh, you know, because based on what we understand about, you know, this virus and how it works, it just makes this sort of plan seem really inconceivable. Um, I, it, I, you know, I, I, I kind of disagree, though, Mark, that the only reason to play is lifting the morale. I mean, the reason they want to play is money. I mean, the players want to yeah. make money. The owners want to make money. And, and so and what's interesting is like the money part might even derail this before the public health aspect does because they got to agree on how to, you know, chop up the money and players have to play at prorated rates. Owners have to agree to chop up TV deals. I mean, it's just so complicated. Um, I don't know. What do you well, think, Well, let me, let me jump in there real oh, quick before Trent answers, because I, I want to say, I said justifiable reason. All mm. right. I, I will never underrate avarice, especially in baseball. So, right. you know, avarice is undefeated and obviously there's a lot of money on the table. But I'm just not sure that that's a justifiable reason, given that there's clear, whether even if you somehow found a way to make this feasible, uh, there is no way in which you can tell these players that there isn't an increased risk of getting sick if you did this. Right. Like it just defies logic. So I, I don't know. I, I know that a lot of folks disagree with this, but I, I don't think making money is as a justifiable reason to put people in harm's way. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, you know, even if, that, if, even if the risk is increased by 1%, mm-hmm. I mean, what are we doing? Like, what is the sport doing? Anyway, I'm sorry to cut you off, Trent. Uh, I'm, we're be- I'm being a poor host, and you're the guest. So, Trent, what do you think? <laughs> Man, I, well, I was wondering why you guys asked, asked me to slum it in here with you guys. There, you asked me. Well, I said that wrong. It's because well, you so guys elegant. were slumming it with me. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, <laughs> just some local schmuck. Um, hey, can we get a yokel from Kentucky to you know stumble through a sentence here? Hey, I know one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not from Kentucky. I don't even Sorry. live in Kentucky. I've been to Kentucky. <laughs> a yokel has recently been to Kentucky and is from Georgia. But a yokel that can see Kentucky. Right. But anyway. Anywho, well, my thing is like this has been like a trademark of the Manfred regime, 
Um, crazy idea. It gets out. Everybody gets upset. Mm-hmm. Aggregators get their time. They get to yell about Manfred. Nothing ever happens with this shit. And it just seems like this is at the biggest scale. This is like the nadir of the crazy idea that the Manfred administration has had that gets thrown out there. Everybody gets to complain about it because nothing baseball fans or the baseball, I guess, writing community loves more than to bitch about stuff. I mean, it's it's really what we're good at. And it just, it just you know, it's another thing that's probably not going to happen. But I, I, I get it. I mean, what else are they supposed to do with their time? but come up with cockamamie ideas. I this actually, is a cockamamie idea. I actually would push back a, a little bit on that because I uh, I think they are serious about doing this. Uh, they're serious at the very least about vetting it out, you know? Sure. Um, because, I mean, but like, I think that's everything. Because there isn't, there isn't a good solution here, right? No. Like, there, there no. isn't a solution. Like, you tell me how you play games in a stadium with fans in them without a vaccine. Like, how, how do you do that? I, I that- don't think you do. I mean, we and, brought you and on so for this your, becomes for your infectious disease, you know, expertise. Yes. <laughs> but you know what I mean, though. Like, <laughs> but if you think about it, right? Like, just like think about it. Like, how do you have forty thousand people in a stadium when there's not a vaccine? That is really difficult to do. Okay, expand and, the netting. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, God. God, you're going to hell for that. Oh, uh, no, it's like it's, but it's like I mean, you, seriously though, you look at it. And it's the the big thing, like, watch out for uh, bats coming into the stands, and by holding this ticket, you give up any right to sue. I mean, that's it's going to include infectious diseases pretty soon on the back of those tickets. I, I, oh. I, I, I see zero chance. I don't see a way, an avenue, to have games with fans in the stands in 2020. Right, right. Okay, and, okay. And so even take, me, so like... that off the you, table, right? Right. Do you so watch games now? Like, you know, all these TV sh- things are showing everything you see on TV. When you see a gathering of of, of people, it just kind of looks weird now. It really does to me. Like, and mm-hmm. you see all those people and you just go, oh my God, all those germs. I'm becoming <laughs> like, like, I've had to tell my wife that she's right so many times about germ shit. Mm-hmm. Because usually I'm like, ah, whatever. But it's like, no. You know, yeah. you just look out there and I see the germs everywhere. And I think there's a lot of us who are now. And it's like, can you imagine going into a place with 40,000 people, which the three of us did? Well, I didn't. You guys did. I, I covered the red. So I don't. <laughs> with 20,000 people. Do you. I mean, 2013, you, maybe you did. Yeah, I, I did. Um, but like in 2012. You know, can you imagine going somewhere with 20,000 people? Can you imagine going to an airport right now? Right. Like, okay. So it's so, going to be so tough that thing. first time we do it because hopefully yeah. we will do it at some point. So here's the thing. So there's no way that you can have games with fans and stands, right? Okay. Uh, it's going to be very difficult to do it in different cities because you're going to have people coming in and out of the bubbles and all that sort of stuff, and it's going to be difficult to maintain uh, sort of quarantines and distance from people if you're traveling. So you got to take that out. Okay, can you do it in with teams in, you know, Arizona and then teams in Florida? Well, that creates logistical challenges. You know, Florida's more spread out, et cetera, et cetera. And it really does kind of boil down to, wow, it's kind of this Arizona plan or bust. And that Right, it's the is, only one they have, but I just don't right, see it. But that's what I'm yeah, I I mean I don't see it either, but it, it does sort of the the 
uh, it does sort of reveal how desperate the situation is if you really want to see baseball this year. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the, and the people who own teams really want to see baseball this year. Right. And also think about, you know, the players. You talk about a player's career. That is a finite time that they can earn mm-hmm. and that they can perform. I mean, we're talking, you know, before all this happened, we're talking about one of the game's all-time greats and Joey Votto, and it, like, has his time passed. You know, can he still do it at 36? Well, can he do it at 37? I mean, that, mm-hmm. that question's greater there. And, and I haven't talked to Joey about this in that exact thing, but, you know, and I don't want to make it sound like I did, but, like, I just kind of think about that, that, you know, that is one of those, um, one of the factors for the players is I only have X amount of time to make my money. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I may be making a prorated salary this year, but if I can get my service time, it's the only way I'm going to make the money. And, you know, what that clock is ticking um, mm-hmm. of, of the time that you can, can make this money. And also, I mean, I'm not an infectious disease expert, nor are most players. And I think at, at the end of the day, the players want to play and they want to get out and, 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 and do something. So I think there is some... I was surprised, you know, um, kind of the response that I got from the two guys I talked to for your story. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to the two, probably two, two of the more thoughtful and guys on the team. There are catchers cause catchers you always go to. Um, and, and they talked about everything at, at large, but they also said they, they want to play and sure. those guys are in their career and that's what they do. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's tough to prepare for this to keep preparing, to keep working out without any end in sight. And I think they at least just want the hope of something to to think what they're doing going through day to day is not for naught. And, and, and I think all three of us on the, or four of us on this call can, can kind of feel that same way too. Right. No, it's interesting. Mark, you talked to Zach Wheeler yesterday or two days ago, who had a bit of a different take uh, about sort of the feasibility of this plan and what it's going to ask guys to do. Could you share that? Yeah, I mean, let, let's remember that these are people who are, you know, early 20s, mid 30s. Uh, they're in a part of their lives where they're starting families. And so Zach Wheeler and his wife have a baby due in July. And there's a lot of players out there that are in the same boat or they've got young children. And to ask those people to go off to some desert with an indefinite end to, to go play ball with nobody around them. Uh, I just feel like beyond the, the physical logistics, like let's consider for a moment how crazy that is on its own to, to have a guy like Zach Wheeler go leave his pregnant wife and miss the, his first yeah. child's birth and then not be there to support her in any way af- at all after the child is born. Like that's, uh, you know, you, you make sacrifices for war. Right. Like we've mm-hmm. seen that. And, and, and I saw a comment on your story, Andy, that like it just like made me wonder, like, what the hell are people thinking? Like somebody was it from Elizabeth this... M. No, <laughs> it was not from Elizabeth M. Okay. Um, uh, but what, what the heck, you know, like comparing this to war and, and these guys should yeah. suck it up and just go do what you've got to <laughs> do. And it's like, yeah, man. whoa, wait a minute. No, like these are people 
and uh, you, you can't just you know discount that. And so, and also, I mean, can you imagine cooping these people up, seeing the exact same people every day for all that time, and like for what? Like I, I don't know. I just I feel like there's a greater awareness of mental health in the country now. You know, it could be more, but yeah. I feel like it's never been higher. And I mean, that's just not a good situation from that aspect too. I heard a lot of fear the other day talking to players. Mm-hmm. I heard a lot of trepidation mm-hmm. the other mm-hmm. day talking to players. And and while I also heard what Trent talked about where there are people that are like, let's go play. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there was a couple of guys I actually didn't even use in the story that surprised me with their answers because I thought mm-hmm. they'd be gung-ho, let's go play. These are people sure. that I've known for a while. And what I'm hearing is stuff like, hey, I've got a family. Hey, yeah. we don't know anything about this. Hey, I've got a, a friend who's going through this, and I want nothing to do with that. And and so that's what I'm hearing too, which, uh, to be honest, surprised me a little bit. Yeah. Well, I think what's interesting is there's a, I, you know, if you if you ask me off the off the top of my head, I would say a majority of baseball players would agree to play in the bubble. I think a majority would. But I really don't know if that's 51% or 75% or 90%. I mean, I just don't know. And I think there would be a not insignificant number of players, uh, including big stars in the sport, who would not be interested in this. Uh, you know, who wouldn't want to leave their families, who wouldn't want to put their health at, ri- their health at risk, who wouldn't feel it's worth it, who don't need the money. I, I think there would be, and I don't know who those guys are. Uh, you know, to be honest, like, but I believe that there is a pretty sizable number of players who would just say no, which is another reason why it's going to be really difficult to get this plan off the ground because they're well, going to need to get a pretty, you know, I don't know if, you know, I talked to folks at the union, like, I don't know if they need all 30 teams to vote yes from, you know, the, from their player reps, but I would assume you would, um, you know, I would assume you'd kind of need a unanimous decision because otherwise, you know, you're forcing people to, you know, go into a hostile environment health wise. So I, I don't know. I just, I, I I don't think it's a slam dunk that the players would agree to this. Agreed, and also the the players I think less likely to agree to it would be. I mean, you could say if eighty percent of the players agreed, and I'm just pulling a number out of the air because I'm mm-hmm. kind of with you. I think a majority, but not. But if we said eighty, that's still probably like forty percent of the pay. Because it's going to be those upper echelon oh, guys yeah. who have already gotten paid who are going to say, no, it's not worth it to me. To me, it's the it's the other guys who are going to say, it is worth it to me. Mm-hmm. But if you've already got $100 million in the bank, it's not worth it to you. If you've got $20 million in the bank, whatever. If, if you're on that contract, if, mm-hmm. you were, if you have played for a contract beyond ARB, why would you, why would you do it? Right. Well, right. And, Why and, would you and, take and that I, chance? And that's that's the too. those are the biggest names in the game, and that's well, what the, that's what people too. will want to see. Here's another thing, right? Like, I'm just you know, I don't want to use players as examples. But there's lots of guys who say the the thing they're playing for right now is a championship, right? The thing mm-hmm. they want is a ring. They want a World Series. Who is going to take the 2020 World Series seriously? Like, who is going to view this, this strange 
science experiment where you can't give high fives. There's no fans. You can't meet together in the clubhouse. You can't have, you know, all the rituals and things that bring players together. You can't have camaraderie. You're sitting in the stands, you know, cheering each other on. You can't have a champagne celebration. (laughs) You can't do any of this stuff. Who is going to feel like that is a career defining achievement? If only we had a recent example of someone getting a a World Series that other people don't think is earned (laughs) and whether they would really Uh. win that as legitimate. Dude, the Uh, Royals won fair and square. Just because no one hit home runs on the (laughs) team doesn't invalidate their achievement. Don't do that to the Royals. Or or what about, I mean, uh, I was there, I I was in college. Again, the trend is old thing. I was in college, and I remember being on campus in 1995, in October 1995, when when the Braves won the World Series in a shortened season. Um, you know, and and that's not the same scale. I mean, that's but so, you know, the that, 1981 Dodgers, like, yeah, the yeah. 81 Dodgers, people still. I mean, is sure. is there an asterisk there? No, and that's but, a but, really messed up thing. I mean, people in Cincinnati will tell you that because the Reds had the best record in the division, but weren't in the playoff. I, you know, yeah, it'll always be something that's different. different. It is it is different, and it will always be different. But, I, you know, people in Houston still say, will still tell you about how much that is earned. I, I think to the winners, it will be earned. To the then they'll winners. be the only right, people that say hard. that. They're, they're the only people that would see it that way. Like nobody's in the mood to watch games right now. Like they're not. That's the other thing that's not getting talked about. You're gonna have your hardcore baseball fans. They're like, do it no matter what it takes. All right. But check out the interest level. Take a temperature. Are people really in the mood for this? Like I don't believe that they are. Not yet. And I don't know if it's gonna be but anytime soon. How how is it different? I mean, on many levels, but I mean, but is that can you or were there people at Netflix saying, "Hey, man, who's going to have the interest level for this crazy story about a tiger?" Or I don't even know. I haven't watched Tiger King, but you know, like whatever that's it's, about. It is not a story about a tiger. <laughs> it's it's about golf, right? Right. Yeah. Clearly. I yes. I no, I I actually lean more towards uh, trend side. I think people really want to see baseball. Uh, they want to see something. I, they don't care. Here's what the thing. It is. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. They want to see baseball. This science experiment, I do not think is going to resemble baseball in a way that people will enjoy. I think it's going to be really right. strange. Actually, I do watching. want a question. I do have an mm-hmm. honest question for you, Andy, um, because. Mm-hmm. On this call or on this recording, you're probably the person who watched the uh, weird wrestling event with no fans. Uh, I didn't. I think Karig did, though. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I did not. Yeah, I quit the ten minutes you watch of it? it. I'm done with that. I, I watched. I watched ten minutes of it. Said this is bullshit. I I don't want to watch this. Like this is without the fans and without the energy. Then this is not a product. Like you 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 talk about Netflix, that tiger whatever thing. Uh, you could put out today, you could put out a month from now, you could put out a year from now, and it's fundamentally the same thing. It's a movie. It's, it's, you know, it's something you see on your screen, and it's exactly the same. And to Andy's point, if you were to play a baseball game right now, there is almost nothing about that experience 
that resembles baseball as we know it. So then why do we even want it? Like, it's almost like, what's the point? Like, uh, I don't know. Didn't that NASCAR thing get good ratings? I mean, and and not to to go all Trump here and and, and, um, base everything on ratings, but, I mean, people had some interest in that. They've seen people interested in, like, video games. I mean, that is essentially a video game. I, I, I think it would be welcomed more than you think and then then you're giving it credit for i i don't know that it's a great idea but i also think it would be welcomed and i think it would be i think it'd be welcomed orders. by a loud minority of people all right like i think the people are really jonesing for this and like yeah you're going to hear a lot of people say this is great but i also think there's going to be a pretty significant portion of people that just don't want like they're not in the mood for it because they're going to turn it on and they're going to see nobody in the stands they're going to see no energy and it's going to be bizarre and weird and sad and I, I don't know. Maybe I'm being too pessimistic about it, but like I just think. Or it's maybe so you're different. overvaluing who watches baseball anyway. I, maybe, maybe I am, but I tend to do that. I guess. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I just, I, I feel like this has impacted so many people and touched so many people that at this point you have to assume that that you know if you know someone that there's some link or tie that where they're feeling this in a very real way. It's not an abstraction. Oh. Most definitely. So, and given given that reality, that that's where I'm basing this. Like, look, I mean, I, I want baseball back. I want it back. I love it. Like, I, I want it back. I, I just, I have a real hard time logically seeing how it's going to be in even in, in any form that remotely resembles what we know baseball to be. As, as Andy and I were waiting, however long we were waiting for you to show up, um, I had a question. Oh, Do when, you we, miss... when we screwed up the time because I wasn't late. I it was that you guys can't send an email with the proper time. Is that it? Man. I'm going to get my first chime in on this Big... show as the producer. Hey, guys, I'm Michael Beller. I produced this show. That was my bad. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and we know who's big timing you. Who's wow. big leaguing you? That's Mark hey, Carrig, I, hey, national I wasn't, I wasn't senior staff names. writer. No, 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 no. I wasn't naming names at all. But anyway, go ahead. Trent, what do you got? What do you got, Trent? Do you miss watching sports? Yes. Good okay. Lord, yes. Yes, I do. I absolutely do. Do you not? Not not a whole lot. I mean, I I, huh. I don't know. I just haven't had time for it. Um I I I don't know when I would be watching and I I I'm probably atypical. I don't watch a whole lot of sports that I'm not paid to watch. Um, I love baseball. I'm writing some sappy shit about it right now. And I really do. And I love going to the games. What I find my, what I find myself missing is not the game, but the people of the game and doing my job. Um, what I usually do in my rhythm, but as far as watching sport, I, I haven't notice that much of a difference i i haven't honestly but i'm i i realize that in this profession i'm probably a little different well i'll tell I you have. a quick do you andy you miss it that surprised me of course yeah man like yeah dude yes i miss sports man sports who expected cool. me to be the better like Jaden seriously was. sports are cool man well, they, well, they are. Come on, we're not going to do an anti-sports thing. That's that's. that's no, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, I, what I are don't. We doing here? What I are can't. We doing here? I can't hey, think of a time. Baseball podcast where Trent tells you, yeah, you uh, know what? I don't miss man sports. Like, come I, on. What are we? What are we doing? I get it. Here's the thing, though. 
what you think of sports is different than what other people sports. You do miss sports. Yes. You miss the people you see interact with. It's this, it's just yeah. different. Some people like watching their favorite teams. Some people like gambling on sports. Some people like Ooh. the people they interact with for their job. So, like, yeah. yes, do you do you miss March Madness? No, but there are aspects of sports that you miss. So I think it's I think it's a little uh, disingenuous to say. You know, you don't miss you don't miss it, and and that's. What I don't know if it's I, disingenuous because that's an intent, but I think I I think that's a good yeah, that's, point. That's fair. No, that's fair. Well, look, um, I, yeah. I I I thought about this when when Trent talked about not missing sports, and and this was I think last night or two nights ago. We're having dinner, and at home, obviously, and my wife looks at me and she's like, "This is weird because it's like seven o'clock." And normally she's putting a ball game on, like a Yan- the Yankees game on, to just have his background noise. And for as long as I've known her, right, at work or whatever, at home when she's doing a task, that's her background noise. It's baseball. And, you know, she pays attention when she can, but it's just there. It's a companion. And My I wife think, is asked the same thing. She's yeah, like, could, 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 can I have a baseball game in the background? How do you do she, this with our she technology? She was sad about it last night, and it made me sad. You know what I mean? Like, so... Yeah, I miss sports. I think she does too. I think a lot of people feel that. And, you know, it's awful. Like I hate I hate it. I hate not having it just because um and I knew it was comforting before it was gone. Um but now that it actually is gone, it, it's mad. It's even yeah. worse. So so wouldn't a bastardized version bring some comfort? <sighs> I, you know, I, I think it depends. I, 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 that's why I, I put really WrestleMania on the other day, to be honest. I was curious too, Trent. So I put it on, and I, I watched them. And, and, you know, those performers, by the way, give them credit. Like, they're trying. They're working hard. They're doing everything they're trying to do. Like, they, they prepped for this, and, like, they tried to put on a good show. Uh, but it just it isn't the same. Like, I, 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 I was more sad watching it than I was deriving joy from watching them perform. So I turned it, it off. Yeah, it's kind of funny, and I, I I've bring this up yeah. here um, in spring training. So um, the Reds have kind of like you know like all of baseball really they're just like really amped up uh, technology and what they do. And um, so I was at a back bullpen, and there were a um, they had a Rapsodo and Edgertronic on every bullpen. So they had four guys in bullpens, and they had somebody with a with a um, iPad. You know what? Listening to this story, I, listening to the story, I have decided don't I miss do baseball. not like sports. Yeah, I don't miss sports. <laughs> and so, anyway, like what was interesting was I was sitting there, and it was Michael Lorenzen throwing to um, I think it was Tucker Barnhart, and Tucker was calling out like how fast he thought it was, and then they would check. And so, this is a game that you can only really do in 2019, 2020. Um, and they're doing it. And so it's a bunch of like 94s and 95s and everybody's going, oh my God, that's great. And it's like, we're used to the scoreboard. And so I, I kind of started asking some people, I was like, you know, I'm used to seeing 98, 99. And sometimes, you know, I covered a role as Chapman. Nobody blinks an eye at 99. Um, they're like, oh man, no, like that adrenaline and being in the crowd that gives it up to get 97 in a bullpen is unbelievable. And, um, you know, like Lorenzen had this goal of hitting a hundred in a bullpen. And it's like, you know, if you can get 97 in, in, in a bullpen, you can get a hundred in a game because that adrenaline pumps you up and you throw so much harder. And it's just so hard to trick yourself 
and mentally to 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 get up to that level and just the feeling of that and like you know they just have the stats you know nobody gets up that high in bullpens but yet we see them in games they do and that's part of it and like would that exist in an empty cavernous stadium i think some of it would with competition but maybe not as much i don't know i mean that's just kind of something i was thinking about while you guys were talking yeah i think of course not i think of course no it's, uh, of course it would be different yeah and that and that gets back to kind of what one of the points i i was making about this idea that <clears throat> the guys who have already made their money um you know are playing for the camaraderie for a championship you know for the competition and i think this this sort of idea um you know makes that endeavor uh seem a lot less meaningful um to be honest and that's and that's part of the reason why i just think it's going to be so hard to get off the ground is you know guys are there's there's going to be you know if this if this they try and pull this off and even if they manage to navigate all of the incredibly lofty uh, hurdles necessary to get there and they have the public health infrastructure in place and they have ubiquitous testing and they have you know the ability to maintain a quarantine, there's going to become time, you know, a week into it, two weeks into it, a month into it, when guys start to wonder, what are we doing here? I mean, what, what are we doing here? Because this is a science experiment. I mean, that's what this is. And I think that that sort of realization uh, is, you know, is kind of inevitable. Yeah. Although, well, I, I, you know, the other thing is, like, if, you know, whoever wins is going to claim that. I, I'm going to go back to that. You know, 19, do the, uh, I don't know, do you guys know about the New York Yankees? How many World Series do they claim? It's 27. So that includes 1943, right? Um, I don't remember the exact years. Did they win in 1943, yeah, well, the New York Yankees, the people in those uniforms, uh, beat the Cardinals in four games to one in the 43. In 1944, the St. Louis Cardinals uh, beat the Browns. Stan Musial didn't take an at-bat in that World Series. Uh, Oh. Oh, no, he did. Sorry, I was looking down. But, I mean, you're still talking about this is wartime, and those were not ideal. They were also all white players at this point, so you didn't have the best players in the world. I think in over the years, it'll still be considered, and it'll still be a thing, but you guys are both right that in the short term, we won't think of these as the same way. We won't think of the 2020 World Series winners as something different, but in 2040, we might think of it as just the same. Oh, yeah, it's another one of the Yankees World Series victories. Well, here's the thing. Are we going to yeah. make it till 2040? <laughs> we? As a society yeah, or the three of us? Uh, I don't I'm know the right. answer for either one of those. I'm uh, guessing no on the three of us. There's no actuary table that would say that I would be around in 2040. Like, I'm just saying. Jesus. Like, there's That's, just... You're what, like 50 at that point? Like, uh, 60. Uh, you know what? 60. This is just like, just like when oh, you mentioned Dylan. I, I was, was paid. No, no, no. This is just like oh. when you mentioned Dylan. Forget counting the rings. Check the blood work <laughs> and get back to me. But like, 
Okay, at the end of the day, and, and Andy, you brought this up right at the start of this. Mm-hmm. What's going to undo all of this plan is the finances. Because here's yeah. one very simple thing, and I heard this the other day too, all right? Mm-hmm. You're going to ask the players to go take part in what you call the science experiment. Yeah. And you think they're going to take anything less than their full contracts to go do so? Meanwhile, you've got mm-hmm. owners in a reduced season. Do you think they're going to turn around and right. just happily pay the players right. their full contracts to go do that? So, like, you're looking at both parties, and it's like it doesn't even make sense for them to do Like, why would you as a player take 1% more risk with your health potentially right. for partial pay? And why would you as an owner be willing to pay full price for a partial season that, you know, like is just not going to feel anything like real baseball. Like I get that you're trying to recoup, like I guess making some money is better than making zero money. And I get that. Right. Yes. But and that's for you, a lot of the percentage of players. Right. And, and, and that's, and the points you make are all dead on. But when you're talking about a health thing and all that uncertainty, um, I just don't see the owners going, hey, you know what? We'll pay you the full contract. And I don't see the players doing for anything less than that. I just, it's, it's hard for me to imagine, given the risk and uncertainty, that they can find some middle ground there. Maybe I'm underestimating that part of it. it very well could be the case. But uh, I don't know. That, that just seems like a big ask to me. And I, you know what? what I think is more a bigger leap, and everything I've read says, well, if there are enough tests. That's a huge if right now, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I mean, and, again, and that's the biggest yeah. if to me is they're assuming <sighs> that technology and research is going to get is going to move at an unprecedented pace, um, and we're going to have and then production as well. I, I just that is that's where I stopped thinking that this was. I was like, uh huh. I'm reading, reading, like, oh, but they assuming there are enough tests. Well. That's a huge freaking assumption, and one I'm and just I'm glad not willing you, yeah. to take. I'm glad you brought up tests. It reminds me of a conversation I had the other day about this topic. Baseball is a sport that teaches you every day that the quality of your data is important. If the quality of your data isn't any good, you can't really project with any kind of accuracy. You can't evaluate with any kind of accuracy. Right? Like we, as baseball writers, we know that. We're reminded of it every single day. Because of the testing, the data being used for projections with this, is it the best data you could have? No, it's not. It is actually quite poor because it's incomplete, because there aren't enough tests and you're not testing everyone and you're getting numbers that might not be reflecting reality. So it's interesting to me that people are planning for all this stuff basically on horseshit data. Baseball people going on horseshit data, all right? And unfortunately, that's the reality of this. It's bad data. We don't know because of the testing. So, uh, yeah. You know what Trump's data? This is lunacy to me. Hope and desperation will often trump data, and I think that's what what they're where they are right now. Um, hopefully, ultimately, data work ends out or wins out. Because what all this yeah, is, is hope and desperation. Well, all right. This is dispiriting. Let's not bring each other down further. Uh, Trent, thank you a ton for coming on. Yes. Uh, 
it was uh, it was a blast getting to have you on here, and I hope we will be able to see you in person at some point in the future. Uh, but until then, you can uh, rate and subscribe this podcast on iTunes, and you if you sign up at uh, theathletic.com slash beyondthescrum, you can get a 40% discount. Uh, please uh, rate and subscribe and do all those good things, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks.